All right. How how have you? Is everyone? I'm fine. I'm fine. Thank you. You're so fine. How is 7973 <laughs> 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 By the way, number, what happened to it? By the way, the man, the man, the So I want us to start uh, the rest of the join as we go because of also time. Okay. Mm. <coughs> All right, so question everyone can see the screen. Yes. Yes. You can see. Aya. Hey, it's a screen. Hey, screen. When God calls your name, Bible study. Very good. That was my intention today. So I've been trying to do this for a while, and I realized it doesn't share because of the internet. It needs cable connected direct. That's what I did. Hiya, let us pray. <clears throat> Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we come before you today. We thank you for the wonderful time that you've given to us. We praise your name, Almighty God, because you have seen it fit for us to be alive today. And we pray for everyone, O oh Lord, who is sick, and we ask that you heal them and give them strength. We dedicate this Bible study before your presence and we pray that even today as we do this study, that we will learn according to your will and that Father you will teach us and show us the secrets, almighty God, of your kingdom. We thank you and we worship you in Jesus' name we pray and we believe that you are saved. Amen. 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 All right, Karibuni, so you can send texts that we are starting. I've sent a text So today, uh, tell me first, what comes to your mind when you hear the word when God calls your name? What comes to your mind? One's an hour boy. When God calls your name, I'm not sure. A lot of things come to mind, including um, uh, you see, that's a lot of things. I can't even pick out one. <laughs> <laughs> but 
but mostly calling you into a greater version of yourself okay okay yeah that's yeah. something that comes to my mind yeah okay enjoy mm. it takes me back to creation mm-hmm. when god said let there be let there be and there was okay so yeah god says let there be joy yes do you know me yourself you know me Peter. mambos <laughs> my goodness mukafiti mukafiti <laughs> Ay, yeah, yeah, nice. Nice. Hi, Peter. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> How are you? Oh, good. Excellent. So, <laughs> Peter, yeah. what comes to your mind to scare the one when God calls your name? Are you when God calls your name? What comes to my mind? I want to have his attention. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that, that is very important. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Secondly, <laughs> when he calls my name, I, I believe that there is there is a particular agenda that he wants to, to communicate to me. Uh, okay. Yeah, that's that's what comes to my mind. Nice. All right. So guys, do you have your Bibles? Hey. Physical Bibles. See your well, you can use your phone, but then it will uh, disrupt from listening, okay? Mm. Mm. But I want to talk about a topic very critical in the, in the Christian faith and in the Christian walk of uh, the, the salvation walk, especially. And it is something that has been discussed by many, many preachers uh, all over the world. Uh, books have been written about it. Uh, theological debates is in the family mm-hmm. out of it. We are, I'm continuing with Ilan and we are living with eternity in perspective. So, and last week we talked about rewards and how people shall receive their rewards based on their works, uh, based on their salvation, based on how they lived their life here on earth. So today, I want to talk about judgment, the final judgment, okay? Ile, uh, everything has been done, okay? Jesus Christ, I'm a Rudy, and then now we are standing at judgment because it is a continuation. Like I've been doing this series, I think, from January, and... It is a continuation. So when God calls your name, so when I, when, I, when I wrote this topic, I said, when God calls your name, like at the day of judgment, the Bible says books shall be opened and then names will be called. So the question is, when God calls your name, where will you be? Which side will you be? Uh, will, will he call your name to throw you into the darkness or to throw you into hell? Or will he call your name and say, welcome, good and faithful servant, and say, Tony. Maybe he calls your name and says, Tony, welcome, good and faithful servant. Come and inherit the kingdom. What side shall you be? That's the question and the topic that I want to cover today. Okay? 
So today I prepared some slides. I hope it work and I praise it work. But also, please, we will have a lot of scriptures to read and a lot of um, scriptures to write. So get a place to write, a notebook, and also get your Bible because this is a Bible study. Okay. And I want to encourage what you are Bible study. See, chapter two story. You get your Bible, you get your notebook. Karibu sana Regina, Nimeona Regina, Nimeona Kev, Egesa, Karibu, Karibu Peter, Karibu Rika, Simu, and Ulysses and Tony and Joy. Karibu sana. So, Oyeni Thomas apokuyo screen. Karibu sana, Thomas. Nakasi miyako ina bundles leo. So anyway, now please uh, take your pen and your notebook. I am also recording. This is also being recorded. So in case you miss a scripture or you miss um, a point that you would have wanted to write, you can always go back and, and replay the recording. Okay? I'm just here making sure that yes, I am recording. Uh, because record. Why? All right, yes, so it is recording. All right, now the first things first. Do you guys believe there will be a final judgment? Do you believe there will be a final judgment? God's final judgment. Yes. <clears throat> Why do you believe there is yes. final judgment? Yes, oh, yes, there is final judgment. Why? Nani meongea na nguvu hivyo wala patapate. Thomas, why? Why do you why believe the... there will be a final judgment? I do not believe. I know. The Bible says so. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Yes. Where? In the Bible. Oh. So we all believe that there will be a final judgment. Perfect. Now, first things first. What I want to cover is point number one, the fact of the final judgment. Okay? The fact of the final judgment. In other words, I want us to check what... Uh, the Bible actually says, as Thomas has said, I want us to look at scripture, uh, scriptural, scriptural, scriptural evidence for a final judgment. Okay, so let me have someone. Uh, let me have Thomas. I hope on a Bible. Uh, Usome Revelation chapter twenty, verse eleven to fifteen. Uh, Thomas, you have a Bible. Yes, I do. I have a Bible. Okay. Revelation chapter 20, verse 11 to 15. Revelation chapter 20, verse 11 to 15. So, uh, At Revelation? Chapter 20. 20. Oh. 11 15. So, scripture, even as Thomas gets the scripture, uh, we'll, we realize the scripture frequently uh, affirms there are so many scriptures that affirm the fact 
that there will be a, a great final judgment of believers and unbelievers. Okay, so they will stand before the judgment seat of Christ, and we will all stand in our resurrected bodies, and we will hear His pro proclamation of our eternal destiny. Okay, so mm. this final judgment in Iliote, in this Christian Revelation, chapter twenty, verse eleven to fifteen. So read that, uh, uh, Thomas, and then Tony. Fungue Acts. All right, all right. I can read it. Tony Fungue Act chapter 17, 30 to 31. Yes, you can read now. The judgment of the dead. Squisha. That is that is the heading. So then I saw a great white throne, and him who was seated on it, the earth. And, and the heavens fled from his presence, and there was no place for them. I saw the dead, great and small, standing before the throne, and books were opened. Another book was opened, which is the book of life. The dead were judged according to what they had done, as recorded in the books. The sea gave up the dead that were in it, and death and the heads gave up the dead that were in them. And each person was judged according to what they had done. Then the death and the heads were thrown into the lake of fire. The lake of fire is the second death. Anyone whose name was not found written in the book of life was thrown into the lake of fire. Perfect. Final judgment. This is it. Okay. Uh, so scripture and explain Missouri gives us a very vivid uh, image of what will be happening at that time. So uh, as Thomas has read, first thing that John the Revelator sees is a great white throne, okay? So the throne was white and he saw someone who sat on it. And he says that from his presence, now I want you to create a very clear image about this, uh, I want you to see the great white throne. I want you to see someone seated on it. And I want you to see the earth and the sky fle uh, fleeing. Now, when he says, when the Bible talks about earth and sky fled away, it's not just the sky. He's talking about the entire universe, meaning the stars, the moon, the meteors, the uh, planets, the whole cosmos. Is it coordinated or cosmos? The entire universe with all its billions of stars and billions of Milky, Milky Way galaxies and whatever, they all fled away from the presence of this person who sat on it. Okay, we'll find who this person is to Kendalea. And the Bible says, and no place was found for them. Now, when someone says that, it can create in an image, yeah? You run and run and run, and there's no place for you. So you keep running and you keep hiding and you keep running and you keep hiding, okay? Then again, uh, as Nani has read, his, uh, John the Revelator saw the dead, great and small. Now, very important to understand your part. Great and small means uh, kings and subjects, great people and small people. It means conquerors and the conquered. It means men and women who held great positions while on earth and while living. And it also means men who held very little positions. In other words, Nikitumia, the Kenyan way, it means dynasties and hustlers, okay? Water, 
will stand at this judgment room. And I saw the dead, great and small. Very important point, okay? Standing before the throne and books were opened. Please understand again, Kenyanafanya Sai scripture. I want us to go script, uh, word to word. Books were opened. So the question I have is, what, con what was contained in these books that were opened? Remember, this is the final judgment. Everything has been done. The millennium has passed. Everything is done. And now we are standing on this judgment. Okay? Books were opened. Hi. Also, another book was opened, which is the book of life. Hi. Two kinds of books. So there are books that are opened. And then there, are, there is a book of life, specific book of life. Okay? And so the Bible says, and the dead yes. were judged by what was written in the books. Please understand, Pierre. And the dead were judged by what was written in the books, not specifically the book. The judgment is done in the books, okay, in the books, uh, by what they have done. Hi. Now, this also gives us an, an implied thing. Remember, implied theology, okay? And it implies that what will be written in these books will be our works, what we will have done while we were alive. And the Bible says, and the sea gave up the dead in it. Death and hate gave up the dead in them, and all were judged by what they had done. Then death and hate were thrown into the lake of fire. This is the second death, the lake of fire. And if anyone's name was not found written in the book of life, he was thrown into the lake of fire. So this is the final judgment, but there will be two kinds of judgment. So there will be the judgment of works, and there will be judgment of life, okay? Judgment of works and judgment of life. There will be books that will be opened upon us and say, and the Lord will say, all right, Tony, so God will call your name and say, Tony, in your lifetime, you did this. And then we will look at the book of life and we will say, all right, your name was written in the book of life, so enter to heaven, okay? If your name is not written in the book of life, then the Bible says very clearly we shall be thrown into the lake of fire. Okay? Hi. Soma Acts 17, 30 to 31. Tony. Acts chapter 17, verse 30 to 31. I'm reading using New King James Version. And the Bible says, Truly, these times of ignorance God overlooked, but now commands all men everywhere to repent. Because he has appointed a day on which he will judge the world in righteousness by the man whom he has ordained. He has given assurance of these to all by raising him from the dead. Mm. Very, the key to note in Acts 17, 30 and 31, which I desire for you guys to write, please write these scriptures so that we understand, is this portion. He has fixed a day. Okay on which he will judge the world in righteousness. By who? By a man whom he has appointed. And of this he has given assurance to all men by raising him from the dead. So this person whom John the Revelator saw in the book of Revelation, seated on the white, great white throne, was Jesus Christ. Okay? And God has fixed a day. I don't know if you have a court case. 
most of the times court case court cases you go for, you know for the listening and then there is all these mentions then the case begins and the case is done and then the judge decides and says there shall be a day of judgment okay so he says a day of judgment right and god has done the sin he has set a day in which he shall judge so paul talks about the day uh, it's called the day of wrath okay when god's righteous judgment will be revealed please write these scriptures down also uh, uh, so that you can see the coming day when god talks about the day of judgment write down romans 2 and verse 5 let me give you the list romans 2 and verse 5 romans chapter 2 in verse 5, Matthew 10, 15, Matthew chapter 10, verse 15, then Matthew 11, 22 and 24, Matthew 11, 15, Sorry, Matthew 10, 15, Matthew 11, 22, and 24. Same book of Matthew, chapter 12, verse 36. Matthew chapter 12, verse 36. Okay. And Matthew chapter 25, verse 31. Matthew chapter 25, verse 31. Okay, and then Matthew uh, 25, Matthew 25, 31 to 46. Matthew chapter uh, 25, verse 31 to 46. Some of these scriptures, okay, but scriptural evidence. Where is the evidence in the Bible for a final judgment day? Okay, uh, so I'm, I'm giving you scriptures. First Corinthians chapter 4, verse 5. Write it down. First Corinthians chapter 4, verse 5. Then write Hebrews chapter 6, verse 2. Hebrews chapter 6, verse 2. And then write Second uh, Peter chapter 2, verse 4. Second Peter chapter 2, verse 4. And Jude chapter 6. Jude chapter 6. Okay? So this final judgment that we are talking about is what we call a culmination of many things in which God uh, rewards righteousness. Okay? It is a, a reward, a, a righteous reward where God rewards righteousness or punishes unrighteousness okay so it has it will have two sides and if you look at god especially in the bible mongolia from genesis all the way throughout the biblical history okay and and the couple point and the couple point more the biblical history okay because i want to encourage you to go and begin to study biblical history uh, what uh, for example at what time did king david live what was his world like in biblical history? And then uh, you look at that, 
Then number two, so I'm about biblical prophecy, uh, sorry, biblical history, two, biblical prophecy. Okay, it's another topic that is very key and very important. So biblical history talks about the past, biblical prophecy talks about the things that are coming. So while he brought blessing and deliverance uh, from danger to those who are faithful to him, including Abel, you know, God the judge who judged in the Old Testament and he judged and he judged people according to his righteousness and according to how they have lived their lives. We are not, uh, in other words, the final judgment will not change, okay? It is the same righteous God, the same God who holds great standards in this life and expects us to hold those standards. He's the same God who will be judging us at the final judgment. So nothing will have changed. Now, if you look at the Old Testament or in the Bible, some of the forms of judgment that he brought, uh, were especially those who, to those who persisted in disobedience and unbelief, his judgment included the flood. His judgment included the dispersion of the people from the Tower of Babel. If you read Genesis chapter 6, he, uh, his judgment, uh, the judgment on Sodom and Gomorrah, the continuing judgments throughout history, both on individuals and on nations. And you can write uh, Romans chapter 1, verse 18 to 32, how, where the, it talks about the judgment of God. Now, when people say that God will not judge, I am so surprised sometimes because God is a God who judges, all right? Even now, as we are speaking, God is judging. You know, people use history, the, the, the cover of grace, that we are under grace, that God is not judging. But let me tell you, God is judging because he's righteous and that is how he stands, okay? So Romans chapter 1, verse 18 to 32, you can also write Isaiah uh, from chapter 13 all the way to chapter 23. Okay, how God judged those people who persisted in sin. Right, so in the, moreover, in the unseen spiritual realm, he brought judgment on angels who sin. That's according to 2 Peter chapter 2 and verse 4. So Peter, in that verse, and to Kumbusha, that God's judgment have been carried out periodically and with certainty, all right? And this reminds us that a final judgment is yet to come. Right, let me read for you 2 Peter chapter 2, verse 9 and 10. Write the scripture down. 2 Peter chapter 2, verse 9 and 10. This is what it says. The Lord knows how to rescue the godly from trial and to keep the unrighteous under punishment until the day of judgment. That's a very profound scripture. And he continues to say, and especially those who indulge in the lust of defiling passion and despise authority. Okay, two kinds of people that Peter is talking about. So let me repeat, the Lord knows how to rescue the godly from trial. So if you're a godly person, the Lord knows how he will rescue you from his own wrath, from his own judgment. And he also knows how to keep the unrighteous under punishment, okay? Until the day of judgment. In other words, 
the unrighteous are always under punishment. They have, it's not judgment. They're being punished until the day of judgment, if they don't repent, okay? Have you ever asked yourself why would someone get so much money out of corruption only for them to spend it all in hospitals? Or when they build a huge building, it just collapses. Or in a Kosawateja, you know, have you ever asked yourself, they are under punishment. And until they repent, the punishment continues, okay? And, uh, and the Bible says, and especially those who indulge in the last of defiling passion and despising authority, okay? So when we talk about authority here, uh, this is another topic. I don't want to go into the details of authority and, you know, trying to find uh, who is uh, the, in authority, who is that, who is this. No, I don't want to go into those details, okay? But politicians are in authority, blah, 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 pastors, preachers, leaders, all of those, okay? Higher. Now, scriptural evidence. Those are some of the scriptures that I would produce if someone said to me they don't believe in God's judgment. Not just the final judgment, but they don't, they don't believe in God's judgment because of his grace, okay? I know God can judge you even among, even in this time of grace, he can still judge because I know he judges. And I can tell you story of people, of different people that I have seen him judge even in this time of grace simply because they did not repent okay so i'm tempted no i'm not going to share that story because it's sensitive it's a political story so i'm going to share that now the next question that i want to ask or the next point is will there be more than one judgment it's a question okay will there be more than one judgment so let me have um let us check this list. Let's have uh, Moses Nemekuona, Jackie Karibu Sana, Wairimo Karibu, Mason Karibu, Wairimo Ahome Karibu, Diana Kihara Karibu, Amoro Karibu, Peter Sam Jambi Karibu, Seraphim Karibu, Selifa Waibua Karibu, Abel Omwenga Pia Karibu Sana, and Michelle Midi Karibu Sana. All right, so let's have someone read the Bible for us. Uh, let's have Mason read for us Matthew 25, 31 to 46. Matthew chapter 25, verses 31 to 46. It's a very long scripture, but we will read it so that we make our point. Okay? I realized Many times we quote scriptures, we quote scriptures, but then we don't uh, really read them. And I want us to read some scriptures. Mason. Yeah. Hi, everyone. Good evening. Hello. How are you? Good evening. Hi. Good. Yeah. You said Matthew chapter 25, verse 31 to 46. Yes. Yeah. So, verse 31. When the Son of Man comes in his glory and all the angels with him he will sit on his throne in heavenly glory mm. all the nations will be gathered before him and he will separate the people one from another as mm. a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats mm. he will put the sheep on his right and the goats on his left mm. then the king will say to those on his right come 
you who are blessed by my father, take your inheritance, the kingdom prepared for you since the creation of the world. For I was hungry and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger and you invited me in. I needed clothes and you clothed me. I was sick and you looked after me. I was in prison and you came to visit me. 37. Then the Russians will answer him, Lord, when did, you, when did we see you hungry and feed you or thirsty and give you something to drink? When did we see you a stranger and invite you in or needing clothes and clothe you? When did we see you sick or in prison and go to visit you? The king will reply, I tell you the truth. Whatever you did for one of the list of these brothers of mine, you did for me. Mm. Then he will say to those on his left, depart from me, you who are, who are cast into the eternal fire prepared for the devil and his angels. Mm. For I was hungry and you gave me nothing to eat. I was thirsty and you gave me nothing to drink. Mm. I was a stranger. You did not invite me in. I needed clothes. You did not clothe me. Mm. I was sick and in prison, and you did not look after me. Mm. They will also, they also will answer, Lord, when did we see you hungry or thirsty or a stranger or needing clothes or sick or in prison, and did not help you? <laughs> he will reply, I tell you the truth. Whatever you did not do for one of the least of these, you did not do for me. Then they will go away to eternal punishment, but the righteous to eternal life. Amen. Kaya, Amen. Thank you, Mason. Welcome. Now, one of the things to understand when we talk about judgment is that there is a perspective called uh, the dispensational perspective. The dispensational perspective, or what we call the dispensationalist, are the people who believe in dispensations. Okay, for example, when uh, someone with a dispensational view believes or reads this scripture, they believe that there is more than one judgment to come. So, for example, when they read this scripture, they will say that this passage does not refer to the eternal judgment, but uh, it refers to judgment that comes after the tribulation. Okay. The tupole pole, and they also say it comes after the tribulation and before the beginning of the millennium. That's that's a dispensational view because they believe in dispensations. Okay, and the reason why they believe in dispensations is because they see Kamasasa in the old testament, they say it was the father's dispensation. Then when Jesus comes to the earth, they say it was the son's dispensation. And now we are living under the spirits, the Holy Spirit dispensation. So when you say that, in my view, you have separated the Trinity. You are saying, in other words, you are saying that the same power God had in the Old Testament, he, he no longer has it now because the Holy Spirit has it. It doesn't make sense to me. If the three are one, then the issue of dispensations is, is, you know, doesn't work for me. But let's keep reading now. So they say that, that there will be that this, this particular portion that Mason has read 
will be a judgment of the nations. That's what they say. So they say the nations uh, will be judged according to how they treated the Jewish people during the tribulation. Now, please understand, uh, they, may, may, they may be making some sense when they say that some nations will be judged because of how they treated the Jewish nation during the tribulation. Now, we have not talked about tribulation, so there's no need of me uh, trying to explain why some nations will be judged by God or some people will be judged by God for how they treat the Jewish people during the tribulation, okay? So we're gonna cover that when we come to talk about the tribulation. But then the dispensationalists believe that those who have treated the Jews well and are willing to submit to Christ will enter into the millennium and those who have not will be refused entrance into the millennium, okay? Now, the millennial reign of Christ. So we're talking about the millennial, the dispensationalists, we read this scripture and interpret it according to a dispensational perspective, a millennial perspective, and a tribulation perspective. Okay? So just, if you have some questions, jot them down. So now, the view, this view, this dispensationalist view, uh, according to them, they, have a diff, uh, they believe in different judgments. So they believe in a judgment of the nations, uh, according to Caesar Matthew 31, 46, this determines, according to them, determines who shall enter the millennium. And they also believe in a judgment of believers' works. Okay? Sometimes what is called the Bema judgment, the Bema seat, after the Greek word for judgment seat. You can find that in 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 10. All right? Now, in this judgment, Bema seat, this is where Christians will receive the rewards that we were talking about last week. And then number three, according to the dispensationalists, they believe uh, the great white throne judgment will be the other judgment, which will come at the end of the millennium in Revelation 2011 in the And this will be to declare eternal punishments for unbelievers. So please understand, let me summarize. This is what a dispensationalist believes. There will be three judgments, okay? The first judgment will be a judgment of the nations. Kenya will be called, they will be judged for corruption. Uh, America will be called, they will be judged for whatever the sins they have done. Now, and so that's the first judgment they believe. Then they believe that there will be a judgment for believers' works, that the believers will be rewarded, okay? They'll be given different rewards. And then they believe that there will be another judgment, the last judgment, which is the third judgment, uh, which now will come after the millennium, all right? Now, what I, in my view, this, uh, all these portions of scripture that we are reading, in my view, they take the same final judgment. I don't think there will be three judgments, okay? There's going to be one judgment. But then in that one judgment, there will be different aspects of judgment. That day, in Yetumeona, the day of judgment that God has said will be there, and then there will be different aspects of judgment. Now, it is unlikely that this view is, is correct in terms of talking about the different aspects of judgment, only that they are putting it in a dispensational perspective. So there is no mention of entering into the millennium in this passage in Mesoma. So it's not about entering into the millennium, it's about inheriting the kingdom of God. That is what Jesus is talking about in Matthew 25. He's not talking about 
entering the millennial kingdom, the 1,000 year reign. No, he's talking about entering into eternity, okay? Which most likely talk, uh, means that this judgment is after the millennial rule, all right? Now, we will talk about also the millennial rule as we continue. So there's no mention, but uh, of this, of the millennial, more of the judgment pronounced, speak not of entrance into the millennial kingdom or uh, on earth or exclusion from that kingdom, but of eternal destinies of people. For example, when you say inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world, inherit the kingdom. We are not talking about uh, millennial. We're not talking about a thousand years. We're talking about the kingdom that has been prepared for you from the foundation of the earth. Or when Jesus says, depart from me, you cast into eternal fire, prepared for the devil and his angels. And they will go away, the Bible says, into eternal punishment, but the righteous into eternal life. Okay? So there are two eternals. There is eternal punishment and there is, there is eternal life. Now, finally, if we were to look at uh, dispensational views, it would be inconsistent with God's way throughout the scripture to deal with people's eternal destiny on the basis of what nation they belong to. For example, if we say that this is a judgment of nations and Kenya will be judged for its corruption on the final day, then what we are saying is that even those who believed in Jesus Christ and those who refused corruption will probably be judged just because they were Kenyans. I don't believe that is fair and I don't believe the justice of God works that way. All right, So I believe the judgment that we shall see will be specific and individualized, okay? To be an individual judgment. Though we will all congregate before the Lord, it will be a particular individual judgment, all right? Now, so in my view, there'll be one judgment, but it will have different aspects. It will be a day of judgment where the Lord will pass decrees and, and, and show no partiality, okay? Uh, so he will judge nations, people according to how they live their lives. He will judge uh, individual people. For example, uh, uh, if you are a president and your nation is corrupt, you will bear the burden of that judgment. Okay, If you're a president, for example, and your nation is corrupt and you are not repenting on behalf of your nation and you're not taking the necessary actions, yet God has given you all the power, then the judgment of the nation we rest upon you. So in my thinking, we will see several presidents lined up, okay? For example, and you know I'm a Kenyan, so I don't have to be afraid to say this, we are corrupt people, and this corruption may have started from the top, we do not know. But if we do not change, there will be people who will be judged from the founding of our nation, okay? from Jomo to Moi to Moi Kibaki to Uhuru, you know, continuing, we may see them uh, lining up in the, ju the judgment day to be judged for the sins of, our, of, of their nation, the nations they led. If you're a pastor, for example, and your church uh, is going astray and you have been given the responsibility to watch over the souls of those people and these people are going astray, and you're doing nothing to help them come back to Jesus Christ, then, <coughs> sorry, 
you will also be judged for your own sins and the sins of those people because you did not do anything to help them come back, right? Or to guide them in the right way. However, if you sounded the alarm and you spoke and you said uh, and you warned them and you tried your best, then their blood is not on you. It is upon their own heads. If you try to warn them, if you try to help them, if the president of a nation tried his best to fight corruption the best way he knows how, and the people kept on becoming corrupt, then their judgment will be upon themselves. All right? So, higher. Now, let's keep going. Uh, what the time of the final judgment? When will the final judgment happen? Okay? Now, according to what I've seen in the Bible, the final judgment will occur after the millennium, after the millennial rule, and the rebellion that occurs at the end of it. So at the end of the millennial rule, there will be a rebellion that will be brought by Satan. And I'm going to give you scriptures. Now, John pictures the millennial kingdom and the removal of Satan from influence on the earth in Revelation. You can read Revelation chapter 20, verse 1 to 6. Okay? Revelation chapter 20, verse 1 to 6. Uh, that says, when the thousand years are ended, Satan will be loosed from his prison and will come out to deceive the nations, to gather them for battle. Revelation 20, verse 7 and 8. Shadaniya will be released, okay, to come and deceive the nations. After 1,000 years, then the Satan will be released. Revelation chapter 20, verse 7 and 8. Now, after God decisively defeats this final rebellion, in Revelation chapter 9 and verse 10, that's where it talks about the rebellion, then John tells us that judgment will follow. That is when, now from verse 11, that John says, then I saw a great white throne and him who sat upon it. Okay? So this day of judgment will be the final day of judgment. Now, it's very key to understand those things. Higher. Now, what is the nature of the final judgment? What kind of nature will it take? All right. Now, to understand these verses also, to understand E, because uh, we call it eschatology, whatever I'm doing, the doctrine of the end times or the doctrine of the future. It's called eschatology, the end times. Now, it's a huge portion. So right now I'm only dealing with judgment. At Jongiakusu tribulation. The millennial rule or the millennium, okay? Because all those are topics under uh, the eschatology or the understanding of the final days, okay? But we'll come to that. Now, the time of the final judgment, as we have said, it will be at the end of the millennium. The nature of the judgment, several things that we have to note. The nature of the final judgment is that number one, Jesus Christ will be the judge. And look at your point. Jesus Christ will be the judge. Okay? So last week, uh, uh, we mentioned a few scriptures. You can check the video on, uh, on rewards or the audio. You can listen it to on my podcast, anchor.fm, uh, KN George, or you can check Cross Generation Network on YouTube for the topic on treasures in heaven. Okay? Then you're going to get a lot of uh, explanations. 
So the nature of the final judgment, number one, Jesus Christ will be the judge. Uh, Andika, 2 Timothy 4, verse 1. Okay. Jesus Christ who is to judge the living and the dead. 2 Timothy 4, 1. And also write uh, Acts 10, 42. So we have to understand Jesus Christ is the one ordained by God to be the judge of the living and the dead. Okay. So Acts chapter 4, verse 2. Andika, Acts 17, 31. Acts 1731. Okay. And Matthew in your nation and Matthew 25, 31 to 33. Okay. But just the whole thing, 31 to 46. So this right to act as judge of the whole universe is something that the Father has given to the Son. Okay. It is it is God's authority that God has given to Jesus Christ, his son. So the father has given him authority to execute judgment because he's a son of man. And this we can find in John chapter 5, verse 26 to 27. John chapter 5, verse 26 to 27. Okay, so that's where we find uh, this transfer of power, for example. Mm -hmm. So the nature, number one, of the final judgment is just Jesus Christ will be the judge. Nature number two is that unbelievers will be judged, okay? It is clear that all unbelievers will stand before Christ for judgment, for this judgment includes the dead, great and small. And Paul says that on the day of wrath, when God's righteous judgment will be revealed, he will render to every man according to his works. Okay, that's according to Romans chapter 2, 5, and 7. For those who are factious and do not obey the truth, but obey wickedness, there will be wrath and fury. Romans chapter 2, verse 5, and 7. Okay, now, just as the judgment of believers includes degrees of rewards, the judgment of unbelievers will include degrees of punishment or punishment, okay? For we read that the dead were judged by what they had done. Now, please understand quite judgment. Everyone will be judged according to what they have done, either good or bad. And this judgment, according to what people have done, must therefore involve an evaluation of the works that people have done, okay? Now, Andika, Luke chapter 17, uh, sorry, Luke chapter 12, 47 to 48. Luke chapter 12, 47 to 48. Luke chapter 12, 47 to 48. And this is what it says. And that servant who knew his master's will, but did not make ready or act according to his will, shall receive a severe beating. But he who did not know and did what deserved a beating shall receive a light beating. In other words, kutakuwa biboko, brothers. Kutakuwa biboko. Yani, what would a chapo manya hunyo mingi sana? If I may use that word. There will be beatings, severe beatings to those who knew their master's will and they did not do it. And even to those who did not know their master's will and did things that deserved a beating, there will be light beating. Okay? In other words, Jesus is trying to explain to us 
that there will be degrees of punishment. Now, if you remember one of the topics we covered, uh, top line, bottom line, okay? If you remember that topic, then you will begin to understand the greatest expectations and the lowest expectations, okay? And so you'll be judged based on uh, different degrees of punishment. That's what I'm trying to say. So when Jesus says to the cities of Chorazin and Bethsaida in Matthew 11, 22, he says it shall be more tolerable on the day of judgment for Tyre and Sidon than for you. Jesus is implying that there are some cities, there are some people in some cities whose judgment will be more than others, whose punishment will be more than others. Or when he says to the scribes, uh, when he says that the scribes will receive greater condemnation in Luke chapter 20 and verse 47, he says the scribes will receive greater condemnation than other people. So there will be people who will be greatly judged than others. For example, so I, I don't believe people like um, Adolf Hitler will be judged in the same measure with uh, some good people who, have, who haven't killed. I think Adolf Hitler, for him, his judgment will be equivalent to the sins he committed, the things he did. For example, we can say Adolf Hitler, Adolf Hitler's judgment will be according to 6 million Jews who were killed. The level of 6 million Jews, all right? So when Jesus says that in Luke chapter 20, verse 47, where the scribes and the, the scribes will receive the greater condemnation, he implies that there will be degrees of punishment on the last day. People will be punished differently. Now, once you have that, if people will be punished differently, it also means that people will be rewarded differently. Believers will be rewarded differently. Now, in fact, every wrong deed, every, every wrong deed done will be remembered and taken account of in the punishment that is meted out on that day. Every wrong deed, everything these unbelievers will have done, okay? Because on the day of judgment, men will render account for every careless word they utter, according to Matthew 12, verse 36, Every word you speak will be judged if you are an unbeliever. Every word spoken, every deed done will be brought to light and receive judgment. For God will bring every deed into judgment with every secret thing, whether good or evil. Ecclesiastes 12, 14. Right? Please, I hope you're writing these scriptures. And... If you have questions, you can begin to post them in the chat. Uh, let me check up another chat to Kamoja, the Bima seat, yes. Uh -huh. uh, the Bima seat, yes, the Bima seat. Here was the attire and Sidon Mugani. Good, yeah, yeah. And then Kupena is answered. But then if you have questions, write, begin writing them so that when I come, or you, you can, you know, you can write, or when I finish, you can just unmute and answer and, and, and ask, sorry, okay? So, so all these verses indicate that on the day of judgment, the secret of people's hearts will be revealed and made public. So Paul speaks of the day when God judges the secrets of men by Christ Jesus. 
according to Romans chapter 2, verse 16, 8, verse 17. Romans 2, 16, Luke 8, 17, secrets shall be revealed. Secrets, unbelievers will be judged. Okay, this is a judgment of the unbelievers. I'm going to come to the believers. So nothing is covered up that will not be revealed or hidden that will not be known. Therefore, whatever you have said in the dark shall be heard in the light. And what you have whispered in private rooms shall be proclaimed upon the housetops. According to Luke chapter 12, verse 2 and 3. The nature, okay? Nature one, Jesus Christ will be the judge. Two, unbelievers will be judged. And three believers will be judged. Higher. So there's a question that someone asked me. I was explaining uh, to someone about this, and, and he asked, uh, so we, if believers will be judged, will their secrets be revealed? Will there be punishment meted upon believers? So let's look at that. So believers will be judged. Now, in writing to the uh, Christian, Paul says, uh, in, in Romans 14, and let me tell you verse Romans chapter 14, verse 10 and 12. Romans chapter 14, verse 10 and 12. He says, We shall all stand before the judgment seat of God. When God calls your name, what will happen? Right? Each of us shall give account of himself to God. We shall give an account. All of us. Even those who are afraid of responsibility, you shall give an account to the Lord. So then uh, Paul says again to the Corinthians, for we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that each one may receive what is due him for the things done while in the body, whether good or bad. Second Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 10. Okay, Second Corinthians 5, 10. Write the scriptures down, Romans chapter 2, verse 6 and 11, and Luke 2 Corinthians 5, 10, and Luke Romans chapter 2, verse 6 and 11, uh, verse 6 to 11, and Luke Revelation chapter 20, verse 12 and 15. This is where all believers will appear before the judgment seat of God. Now, in addition, the picture of the final judgment in Matthew, here Matthew, in the Tulisoma, Mason, Arizona, includes Christ separating the, the sheep from the goats and rewarding those who receive his blessing. Okay, so there's a point, all the nations, all the people, so when the scripture says all the nations, it means all people of the earth will stand before God, the Chinese, the Americans, the Europeans, the Africans, the Hindus, all people, the Red Indians, all of us will stand before him. And then the Lord will begin to separate those who believe, those who do not believe, the sheep and the goat, okay? Now, it is important to understand or to realize that this judgment of believers will be a judgment to evaluate, okay? Please understand, the judgment of believers will be an evaluation uh, to evaluate and bestow various degrees of reward. I think I've said that before, but the fact that they will face such a judgment should never cause believers to fear that they'll be eternally condemned. No. So the believers will not be eternally condemned. In other words, what I believe, the secret thoughts of a believer will not be revealed. I believe that. I believe that so much. 
the sins of a believer who lives a constant life of repentance will not be revealed. They, it will not be shouted from the housetops. And we want to see why, okay? Because one, I, I don't think that God would forgive your sins every time, and then at the judgment day, he comes and changes and begins to expose you. I don't think that will happen, okay? But let's look at this. He who hears my word and believes him who sent me has eternal life. He does not come into judgment, but has passed from death to life. John 5, 24. That's Jesus Christ speaking. So in this verse, we must understand that the word judgment in the sense, uh, must be understood in the sense of eternal condemnation and death, okay? Since it is contrasted with passing from death into life. In other words, what Jesus is saying, those who believe in him have already been judged, okay? And have already passed this judgment. I say that sometime before, and I'm saying it again. The judge, if you're a believer of Jesus Christ, you have already passed the judgment of salvation. Okay, so you're born again, and you get you'll get into heaven. That is bottom line. All right. So you must understand in the sense of eternal condemnation, you are not eternal condemned, and death, since it is contrasted with passing from death into life. And I say. When you die as a believer, you have begun living. If you're believing, if you're believing in Jesus Christ, when you die, your life has begun. Okay, you're not lost, your life has begun. So you have escaped the second death. But if you die as an unbeliever, then you are dead and you will die again, the second death in the lake of fire. Okay. At the end, at the day of final judgment, more than at a later time. It is of utmost importance. I'm reading some, something that I've written here. That there is therefore now no condemnation. Please understand you. Romans 8.1. Once you believe in Jesus Christ, you are no longer condemned. So the judgment of believers will be a judgment of evaluation and a judgment of blessings. Okay? So the day of judgment can be portrayed as one in which believers are rewarded and unbelievers are punished. We shall all stand before him. And that's why it shall be so painful for the unbelievers when they see the believers. At the, at the same judgment, there are some people who are receiving rewards, and at the same point, there are people who are being thrown into the lake of fire. Revelation eleven eighteen says, the nations raged, but your wrath came. And the time for the dead to be judged for rewarding your servants, the prophets and saints, and those who fear your name, both small and great, and for destroying the destroyers of the earth. Okay? Now, the reason why I also believe that God will not expose believers is because our sins, he forgives us and forgets. Okay? So let's look at some, some of the scriptures. Now, all their sins, you know, shall, shall, shall they be revealed? So we have to look at what Paul says in 1 Corinthians 4-5. Please write these scriptures down. Uh, let, me, let me slow down to Dogo. 1 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 5 and Colossians chapter 3 and 25. Okay. Now, that you, you can read those scriptures and then read also uh, Micah Micah 7 verse 19 
the book of Micah chapter 7 verse 19, it says you will cast all our sins into the depths of the sea as far, okay, Micah 7 verse 19, and then another verse says as far as the east is from the west, so far does he remove our transgressions from us. Psalm 103 verse 12, okay. And Isaiah 43 and verse 25, please. Okay, Micah 7, 19, Psalm uh, 103 and verse 12. And also Isaiah 43, 25, it says, I will not remember your sins. Okay. And then Hebrews chapter 8 and verse 12, I will remember their sins no more. All right. Now, this is very encouraging for us. So there will be degrees of reward for believers, okay? But Paul encourages uh, as CC believers when he writes to the Corinthians to be careful how we, how we build the church on the foundation of Christ. Now, this is what we read last week, 1 Corinthians 3, 12, 15. 1 Corinthians 3, 12, 15. Like whatever you do in this life, do it on the foundation of Jesus Christ. I said it last week. I'm saying it again. Do it on the foundation of Jesus Christ. Now let's have uh, someone read for us that verse again. Not only summer last week, was it Tony? Let's have Jackie. Please read for us 1 Corinthians 3 12 to 15. Najamana Gita user, Namina Gita tech. All right, so Jack, if you're there. Yeah, uh, First Corinthians 3. Yes. Uh, 12 to 15. 12 to 15, yes. Um, but if anyone builds on the foundation with gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, straw, mm. each one's work will be clearly shown. For what it is for the day of judgment will disclose it because it is to be revealed with fire mm. and the fire will test the quality and character and worth of each person's work yes. if any person person's work will uh, which he has built on this foundation mm. that is any outcome of his effort remains and survives this test he will receive a reward but if any person's work is burnt up by the test he will suffer the loss of his reward yet he himself will be saved, but only yes. as one who has barely escaped through fire. Yes, yes, yes. Let's have Moses read for us 2 Corinthians 5.10. Let me give some scriptures. Moses at Sumer, 2 Corinthians 5.10. Go to Moses. Selifa, if you're there, Selifa, read for us Luke 19. 17 to 19. Luke 19, 17 to 99. Moses, 2 Corinthians 5, 10. Luke 19. Uh, okay, what are two answers? Luke 19, seven, uh, verse 17 to 19. Okay, it says, mm. Luke 19, 17 to 19. Mm. Well done, my good servant. His master replied, because you have been trustworthy in a very small matter, take charge of 10 cities. Yes. The second came 
the second came and said, sir, Yomina has earned five more. His master mm -hmm. answered, do you take charge of five cities? Mm -hmm. So what, what, what Jesus is saying, there will be people who will be in charge of 10 cities and there will be people who will be in charge of five cities. So he's showing the differences, the different degrees of which uh, the rewards, the different degrees of rewards, okay? Second Corinthians 5.10 says, we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ that each one may receive what is due him for the things done while in the body. Please understand when he says while in the body is when we are on this earth, whether good or bad, okay? Momoja? Now, I'm almost done. Uh, someone read for us. Let me, let me pick actually. Let me pick uh, someone. Let me have Abel uh, and then Regina. Let's have Abel read for us Revelation chapter 4, uh, verse 10 to 11. Okay. Still trying to show the degrees of rewards, Revelation chapter 4, verse 10 to 11. And then we have Regina read for us 1 Corinthians 12, 26 to 27. 1 Corinthians 12, 26 to 27. Aya, when they do. Uh, Revelation. Chapter 4, verse 10 to 11, 10, 10 to 11 says, mm. The four and twenty elders fell down mm. before him mm. that sat on the throne mm. and worshipped him that liveth forever and ever and mm. cast their crowns before the throne, saying, mm. Thou art worthy, O Lord, mm. to receive glory and honor and power, mm. for thou hast created all things, mm. and for thy pleasure they are mm. and were created. Mm. Amen. Amen. So before Regina reads, what this implies uh, is that there will be in heaven, there will be people or individuals who will be closer to God and others will not be. The 24 elders are in the presence of God. So their joy is to always cast down their crowns every day, every hour, every minute and worship him and say, great are you, Lord. Okay, these are guys who are around the throne of God. It implies that there are people or creatures in heaven that are not around the throne of God. That will not change when we come into eternity. Uh, 1 Corinthians 12, 26, 27. Regina. Uh, I'm reading on behalf of Regina. <laughs> okay, so... <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Uh, 26. Yes, 26 and 27. If one part suffers, mm. every part suffers with it. Mm. If one part is honored, every part rejoices with it. Mm. Now, you are the body of Christ, and each one of you is a part of it. Mm. Yes. So what that scripture is talking about, when we talk about degrees of rewards, this is what it means. If, for example, Thomas receives greater rewards than I do, okay? It means that because he has received these greater rewards, 
I have also received them, so I should rejoice with him. But then you realize that people say, oh, but then there is no need of me or whoever, just because I'm a received greater word, and there is no need for them to also because as Paul is telling us, we are members of one body, we are members of one Christ, we are members of the same body of Jesus Christ. So if joy receives greater rewards, I am happy for her and I rejoice with her. If I receive greater rewards, I am happy and I rejoice in Christ. So in heaven, my assumption or my thinking is that people will be happy for one another. At least I hope so. All right? I hope so. And I pray that even when we get there, uh, when you see all these uh, people receiving rewards and people receiving all these great things, that when I see what I would have received and I have not received it, I pray that I will get my satisfaction with what I have and with God himself. You know? That is my prayer. Because then if we don't live that way, we don't live doing our best and believing that God will reward us, and whatever it is that he will reward us, we will be satisfied. If we don't live our lives that way, then there will be a lot of jealous, jealousy, for, I don't know, in heaven, or a lot of, you know, at what I missed, and you know, feeling bad. But Paul is teaching us that we are members of one body. That if, this, if Seraphim succeeds in her work, then I also, am, as a member of the body of Jesus Christ, I have succeeded. And I should be happy for her. Okay. Now, number four point. Uh, this is, I think, the last point. Uh, maybe one more point, and then it's angels will be judged. Okay. Now, when you talk about angels, there are two types of angels. We have the fallen angels, and we have the righteous angels. The angels who fell uh, at this judgment day in Ethiopia. Angels will be judged. Okay. And we shall judge angels. Uh, now. The Bible is not very clear what angels we shall judge. Shall we judge the righteous angels or shall we judge the, the fallen angels? But when the New Testament talks about angels without putting their fallen angels, then it, it implies that we shall be judging the righteous angels. And the righteous angels, if we shall be judging the righteous angels, then it shall not be to condemnation, it shall be as an evaluation, all right? Now, 2 Peter 2.4 talks about uh, that their angels, those rebellious angels have been committed to pits of nether, of nether gloom to be kept until the judgment, all right? Now, if you read Revelation, there are several angels that are bound in chains to this day, and they shall be released on that day. Now, these angels, you know, I was reading this, uh, I was reading the scriptures and then back, and I was like, whoa. You know the river, there are two rivers, Euphrates and Tigris. These rivers are somewhere between Iraq and Iran, okay? The Euphrates and the Tigris, according to the uh, to Genesis, are the, this is where the Garden of Eden was, if, that, if they have retained their historical names, okay? There are two, I think there are two angels or three that are bound there in that area in chains, okay? And they shall be released at that time. So 2 Peter 2, 4, 
talks about those angels and Jude says that rebellious angels have been kept by God uh, in, uh, until the judgment of the great day in Jude chapter 6. So angels will be judged. We are seeing angels being judged. But then <clears throat> these angels are also demons. Please understand that. But then we are not told whether we shall judge the righteous angels. But 1 Corinthians 6 verse 3 says, do you not know that we are to judge angels? 1 Corinthians 6 and 3. We shall judge angels. And the last point that I want to make on the nature of the final judgment is that we will help in the work of judgment. When I say that, I do not say that we will, we will be spectators. We shall be participators. And 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 2 and 3, let me read it. Uh, do you not know that the saints will judge the world? And if the world is to be judged by you, are you, are you incompetent to try trivial cases? Do you not know that we are to judge angels? How much more matters pertaining to this life? Let me chambuala scripture. And this is what Paul is telling these guys. Do you not know that we, the saints, shall judge the world? Okay. When we come to that judgment, we shall judge the world. And if the world is to be judged by you, so he's asking, come as you see, to judge the world. Are you incompetent to trivial cases? Okay. Like you're not even competent to try trivial cases. That's what he's saying. Do you not know that we are to judge angels? And if you are to judge angels, how much more matters pertaining to this life? Yeah. If you are supposed, if you are expected to judge angels, then how are you expected to carry your life? How are you expected to live your life so that you can judge angels? Right now, Kenya, kuna the process of judicial, uh, you know, we are trying to get the next chief justice. So if you look at the interviews, if you've been watching the interviews, you realize that the interviews are going into your past how you have lived your life in court, the decisions you've made and the decisions you have refused to make or the controversial decisions you've made. And they also go even beyond your court life into your personal life, the kind of friends you have, why you are here because, you know, I've had some people being told you are here because of your political connections, okay? So they're trying, they're testing to see who is the best chief justice, who is the best judge, okay? And for us to be judged, for us to judge angels, my friends, we have to also live a life that has no questions, okay? That, has, uh, that is glorifying God, that we can stand before the presence of angels and the angels will receive our judgment. Now, so let me read something. It may be argued that this simply means we will be watching the declaration of the judgment by Christ and approving it. But this does not seem to fit the context well, for here Paul is encouraging the Corinthians to settle legal disputes among themselves rather than take them to court before unbelievers. Okay? In this very context, he says, can it be that here is no man among you wise enough to decide between members of the brotherhood, but brother goes to law against brother? and that before unbelievers. That is in 1 Corinthians 6, verse 5 to 6. This kind of judgment, so I continue reading, suddenly involves careful evaluation and wise discernment. And this implies 
that such careful evaluation and discernment will be exercised by us in judging angels and in judging the world on the final day, on the, that day of judgment. Okay? So Paul is telling them, isn't there among you wise people, wise men, who can resolve issues? Must you go to unbelievers? That is what he's asking. If you must go to unbelievers, yet you are the ones who are uh, given the power to judge angels, how shall you judge angels if you cannot resolve the issues that are happening among you as brothers and sisters? That is all Paul is asking. When God calls your name, which side shall you be? Very interesting questions. Very Germanisa, uh, the whole, uh, what do you call it? The whole end in teaching, just taking a pause so that we first digest what we've done. I've been speaking for like an hour now plus, and now I want to hear you. And I want you to answer, to ask questions or to give your views on what you've learned, what you have, you've seen, okay? Then out of that, we will see come up with progress. But judgment is coming, all right? So you can unmute and then uh, we talk now. Any questions, comment, uh, any clarity that you may need, anything. All right. No, hold on. I was wondering, Kwani place your curry sandil and all the only place your curry sand, Zona Shangan Therese hand, IJ. At a meme, said Masoli as you call reactions. You call reactions. Masoli Zico. Well, reactions. Aya, Mary's hand. Nane Mary's Aya. So, I see. Yes. My concern is on uh, revelation. Revelation. Yeah. I'm opening that, please. Eh? Yes, revelation. Yeah, 11 to 15. Eh? Okay. The white, the great white throne. Yes. <laughs> Just so let me ask the questions right now. The way you answer me. Yeah, Revelation. Sorry, Revelation 20, 19. Year, year 20, uh, 11 to 15. Okay. My question is Who are these people? Are believers in this judgment? Yes. It is the sorry. final judgment. There is only one judgment. Huh? So when you ask Kama to the believers, uh -huh. There's only one judgment. Hello, Amanda. Skuski. Oh, I am saying, uh -huh. must be, uh, uh, I'm, I'm saying there is only, everyone else can hear me. There's only one judgment. Okay. Only one. Okay. So 
in this judgment, uh, everyone will be gathered in this place. Believers, non-believers, water, water gather. Uh, this judgment is a quarter of different aspects. That's what I said. There'll be one judgment, but it's different aspects. Some people will be uh, punished and others will be rewarded at the same judgment. Okay? Because uh, the Bible talks about books and talks about the book of life. So believers will definitely be there because their names will be in the book of life. Okay? So then they will be called and they will be told your name is in the book of life. So welcome to the servant or welcome to the kingdom. And then other books will be opened and the judgment of works will, be, will still be passed at the same time. Right? So everyone will be there. Otherwise, then the book of life, if this was a judgment of only uh, unbelievers, then we don't need the book of life because then it means all the believers have already uh, been judged. Okay? But the book of life will be opened in, in this verse and in, in this chapter. You can combine that with the book of Daniel. If you read the book of Daniel, it also gives you uh, some views. It is also at the same time that we see the millennium being talked about. It is also in the same chapter that we see the rebellion of Satan uh, being destroyed. Okay, so kunaizo kunaizo different uh, aspects of the judgment, but the judgment will be one. Moses, eh? yes, Pasi. yes. My my point is mm. immediately before those verses, mm. we see that this is happening immediately after the thousand years. The and, the yes, uh, just before before the, before verse eleven, the above mm. the inongelia, that yes. when the thousand years are over, mm. there are those people who are reigning with Christ, who I believe mm. to be the Christian, the believers. Mm. So I'm thinking in this case that mm. the Christians are mm. literally appearing with Christ mm. to judge <laughs> the dead. <laughs> No, yes, there, there is that aspect. Yes, there is that aspect. But not all believers will be judging uh, the dead. Okay? Jesus not all of them. About, no, not all believers. Jesus talks about the 12 thrones. When he talks to his disciples, he tells them there will be 12 thrones that the apostles, the disciples, the 12 disciples will sit on to judge uh, the Jews Okay, the 12 tribes of Israel. So, Kutakuanaya aspect. And Kutakua also, for example, the reason I'm saying that is because right now, if you die in Christ, you already know where you're going. Like, you already know uh, when you are heaven, a man Alright? So, if you believe in Jesus Christ, if you die right now, you're going to heaven. So, you don't need the judgment to know that your book is, uh, that your name is in the book of life. Okay? You also don't need the judgment. Exactly. That, that's true, right? Exactly. Pasi. Yes. For that reason alone is that I'm believing this judgment mm. in uh, the judgment of the great white throne, mm. it is not for us because we already know our fate. But uh, these guys the who are being why, judged here. Uh -huh. The reason why it has to be for us 
also uh-huh. is so that the justice of God can be revealed to the unbelievers. Okay? The justice of God. Now, I have just saw my use of to that far in my notes to talk about the justice of God, but uh, what we have to understand is that God will be entirely just in his judgment, and no one will be able to complain against him on that day. You know, to argue, no. But for him to be just, okay, his justice, it must be exercised in front of all people, believers and unbelievers. So if he judges us, believers, kokando, okay, and then he comes to judge these people who are sinners, hapa, then his justice will have been compromised because then these guys who will be judged will not be, they'll say, no, this happened, but we have to be rewarded. Now, remember, judgment of believers is not about uh, condemnation, as I have said. It is about evaluation. It's about rewards, okay? So his judgment is great white throne. There are people who receive rewards. There are people who receive punishment. And it has to be that way at that point so that the ones who mocked us and mocked our salvation can see the justice of God. Okay? Aya. Moses? About the, about the, the millennium, eh? Yes, and and reigning with Christ. Eh? Um, yeah. Well, it sounds like a beautiful thing, but uh, I think the the problem of revelation, um, and I was discussing with someone today, mm. there just seems to be so so much drama, eh? and you see even Satan has his his own his own roles. Mara mm. tapeloko ko prison, alafu siju ya kai siju ya tazania, alafu atoleo ko prison atumwe. Could deceive watu. No, and I like you on the job. Yeah, I love to succeed. Josasa to judge you at ten. No, and I like it seems to be so much drama. Yeah, yeah. And, and and sometimes I usually wonder what's the relevance of all these um kulabalu and and, and it, you know sometimes I just wish it was you know as straightforward. And of course that's that's wrong. Um wrong thinking i'm not glorifying that thinking in any way or another but i i, I think i was also reading the, the the book of job and it said we can't receive the the good things which are from god and like not want the bad things like when he was just getting his torment i think it was job chapter two um he told this way if you're speaking like a foolish woman you can't, you can't receive things from god regina please mute uh, your baby is cute, but he's interrupting <laughs> serious. Yeah. Okay, sorry. It's okay. So, so sorry. Yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. So it, to me, it makes sense that, of course, if this drama comes with God, because remember, this beef is not um, it's not mine. It's it's it started with God and Satan. So whatever dramas they have, then if then I have to participate in it because. You know, I I am a child of God. Then that 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 is, of course um, has to happen. But maybe in your own perspective, why do you think there's so much um, 
so much drama and Satan being used and dumped again in the lake of fire. And he knows he's going to be dumped, but I don't know. It, to me, it makes sense. And, and I think the devil misses the point multiple times. Eh? To me, it makes sense if I am the devil and I know at the end of the day, I'm going to deceive non-believers and then or to deceive people and then still be thrown in the lake of fire. I will just refuse to get out of prison and wait for, you know, to, because to what end, like all that activity, it's sometimes you look at it all and, and it doesn't add up. And I also give another example where the devil um, seemed to miss the point that Christ actually came to die for us, you know, um, on the cross. So, and I was, I shared this example again. If I was the devil, I would not have entered Judas at that point in time to betray Christ because once Christ is betrayed, he will die on the cross. And then, of course, that will defy the entire reason why the devil is here or, or, or is there. Um, so it seems like as if the devil is under God's control. Um, or maybe it's just another one of, you know, um, God's tools or God's uh, weapons that he uses. I don't know. So sometimes it, it, it's difficult to reconcile exactly who is who is who is writing the script here, um, and and for those reasons, huh? um, they are not grounded in any. I think they're just grounded in, in logical thinking, and maybe um, it would be interesting to hear other people's perspectives on, on the same. Okay, so Moses, do you believe there'll be a final judgment? Yes, I believe. Okay. So what was the question? Which one I should focus on? My, my question is, Idra Mayote, Inakani Kama, Nikama, there's, there's a point which I am missing eh? on top of just the final judgment and everything. Because as I've shared, mm. the devil is being used by Satan, by, by no, <laughs> the devil is being used by God um, multiple times. And, and of course, uh, we have referenced so when the millennials. When you say used by God, what, what is it that, how? Now, the reason the the example that you have given, uh, or, or the example that we have read about um, him being released from prison and coming again to deceive the the nations, mm -hmm. and then uh, finally um, the rebellion being um, overthrown, and then after that being another judgment. Personally, uh, if logic just logic, I wouldn't see the relevance of that. Um, using my my earthly thinking, of course, I wouldn't see the relevance of that in the, the entire. Of, of the relevance of Satan being in prison, the relevance of Satan over trying to overthrow God, or the relevance of Satan being released to come and deceive the nation. What part? All that activity, um, because Satan uh, being released. Yeah. Yeah. First of all, him being released. Where is that coming from? First of all, like. <laughs> that that why can't he just go straight to to you know to to the lake of fire or so there seems to be okay. so much drama and maybe so, i'm the only well, one this this is what we'll do yeah we will deal with uh, that thing uh, that issue 
when you talk about the millennial rule, okay? Because okay. there are several key things that you have to understand when it comes to the devil, all right? And also how God orchestrated for the whole universe and the, and the future to work. But then there will be tribulation and there will be, we talk about the millennium and how the millennium will be. And then maybe I'll also even talk, answer some questions that, that Thomas had asked about the millennium and about where believers will be, what will be happening in the millennium. Then we'll talk about the new heaven and the new earth. Will the, will the new heaven and the new earth be different from the millennium? But then you also have to understand that whoever blasphemes against God must be judged and will be judged and his judgment will be passed according to the will of God and according to how God desires. Okay, so when you talk, when you say it, it does not logically make sense to you, then you are saying it doesn't make sense to you how God is judging the devil. It has nothing to do with the devil. Okay, it has everything to do with God. In other words, you're saying you, it is as if you are not satisfied with what God is doing when he talks, uh, when he judges the devil and when he judges people. Now saying, if, implying that, implying that you are not satisfied gives you uh, or places you in a place where you may want to think, uh, why didn't God do this? Okay, it doesn't make sense to me. According to me, if it makes sense to God, it doesn't have to make sense to me, okay? And that's how I have lived my life. If it makes sense to God for him to do that, then it doesn't have to make sense to me because I can't even make sense of my own life, okay? If I can't make sense of my own life, why should I make sense of why God arrested the devil, thrown him in prison, and then left him out? That is not for me to decide. All right, it is up to me to serve God to the best of my ability, to work for him, to work with him to the best of my, my ability, to become a slave to him and obey him in everything that he asks me to do. All right, so, and that's what salvation is all about. That's what discipleship is all about. That's what the lordship, submitting under the lordship is all about, that I fully trust in the wisdom of God, even when it doesn't make sense to me. I fully trust in his wisdom. I fully trust that God in his wisdom sees it fit to release the devil, to arrest him, to release him for his own wisdom, okay? And attempting to go into depth, which we will attempt to go, but then trying to answer things that honestly are difficult to answer is missing the point. My point is this, when the devil is released, because he will be released, regardless of how we think, regardless of what we are reasoning, the devil will be released. When he is released, where will I be? That's my major concern. My major concern is not whether he will be released or not. It's not why he was arrested or not, but where will I be? Where am I now, even as I'm talking to you right now? The devil is not in prison, okay? But right now, where, where, how am I relating to God? How am I relating to the devil? You know, so all those questions are key. But having said that, 
let me also say we will answer we i'll attempt to answer some of the questions when we talk about the millennium when we talk about the the great tribulation that will come okay then we will see how <coughs> uh, all that works but uh, these are good questions that are challenging also my own thinking uh, the truth is i had never thought why the devil was arrested so it's, it's a good thing that you brought it up uh, not arrested like thrown in prison and the necessity of it and why he was released again to come and deceive you know i didn't check that and i'm gonna check it and then when i do i will hopefully come uh, with an answer then Hello, yes i wanted to maybe i can respond a bit on it eh? okay the reason is the reason Satan is being released is all about uh, the sin of man, so that man can come into reality with the, the consequences of him to exert that uh, ramifications of sin, other than Satan himself. So God mm-hmm. to come and uh, you know put mankind the yes, full. I'm saying I'm saying my understanding of, of God's releasing Satan is that yeah. you see right now we are being protected by the grace. We are under the grace, the dispensation of the grace, okay? Yes. And the spirit of God has been protecting us from the full power of Satan, okay? Mm-hmm. So in millennium, when Satan is released, it is for mm-hmm. actually mankind, the man to see how God's power has been preserving mm. us, how his grace has been with us. Mm. Satan is released so that man can meet face to face with the power of sin and the consequences mm. of those sin. Mm. So that when God defeats him, I don't know if in that battle, so that when mm. Jesus defeats him in that battle, mm. a man can fully how wonderful is the saving power of Christ. The, the the work that Christ did on the cross. Right now, but at that time, I think it will be quite clear. It will be, yeah. Selifa and then Seraphim, then we can finish up. Our time is almost. Selifa? You see, you had mentioned something about the body of Christ. Mm. And how we, we are gifted differently and how we should all rejoice. Mm. with the different measures of giftings that God has provided, has given mm. to us. Yeah. And for, for a moment there, I thought that that was given to us here on earth for service, mm. for service here on earth, and, and not as a measure of what could actually happen in heaven upon judgment. Because I was thinking heaven is like a perfect a perfect mm. place like ukipatiwa reward like mm. there is a way cuz umeingia na mamwili mpya eh like hizi ma, <laughs> ma emotions hapa duniani zita yes. like zitaacha kufunction huko yes. alafu bado at the same time nikakumbuka ile time nilitwambia in heaven bado there will be grinding of teeth mm. juu kuna watu watasit na god na wengine tu atakuwa tu so apo apo nilibaki nimekuwa confused kiasi because mali hapo kwa Romans 8:23 husema we shall our bodies shall be redeemed at that time and i'm thinking 
we shall be freed of all future defects concerning mm. our bodies or something mm. like that. Mm. Eh, so, okay. is, is, is the body of Christ applicable here on earth mm. or in heaven upon judgment? And kutakuwa na hiyo story of feelings or nasikia vibaya, huyu ameriwadiwa kuniliko. Okay. So, uh, let me let me also let me hear Seraphine. Then I answer. I try to answer. Maybe Seraphine uh-huh. can answer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hi everyone. Hi. Um. So um, I I think I would want to start with what Moses said was yes. asking when he was saying that uh, he he script <laughs> he kind of said something of the sort <laughs> and it's interesting that um, i believe as christians we have been made to feel that mm. his script apparently um mm. god anashindana na devil wakingoja to last minute ndio nani atakam through which which for me is a lie because mm-hmm. when we understand that his script near God from the word go, mm-hmm. like God wrote this, this is his plan from the beginning, mm-hmm. then we understand that each and every person is just playing a role. Just yeah. as vile mtu anandikanga script, alafu natafta actors na actresses, wawese could depict what you wanted when you wanted to tell the story. I believe that's how it is with God. So in it all, God has an ultimate story that he is telling. And Mm. each and every one of us, including the devil, Mm. plays a role in that Mm. story. So Mm. his story, and apparently we need to understand that he is God and we don't get to question his script. It is his script and we submit to his authority. Um, because we are, he is God and we are yeah. his. Yes, but um, the, the issue of the millennial rule and the, mm. the devil being released, mm. I am normally of the opinion that, um, well, okay, <laughs> it's a long story, so I'll try and cut it short. I normally believe that during the millennial rule, mm. um, the people who will be born that mm. are haven't really are going to experience um the perfect reign of Christ mm. so the devil is ben- then being released so that they are able to make a choice mm. like they've seen the perfect reign of Christ mm. then the devil is released to deceive them so that they make a choice mm. so they choose between what they have experienced before that is the perfect rule of Christ Mm. or the enemy so that when god makes a judgment we mm. can stand and say perfect i perfect is your judgment because mm. even with these people in the millennial millennial rule <laughs> he gave them a choice mm. so that us we won't be like oh mbona wao wao wali wali choice, but it's just my opinion. <laughs> yeah, it's a good, it is good you have said it is your opinion. <laughs> but we will look at the, the millennial rule. And those are very good insights, actually, because 
at the at the time uh, you know god no one knows when god began existing he has always existed in eternity past he will always exist in eternity future and he is the creator of all things everything including ourselves we are all in a script that is written by him uh, the devil alijifanya mangaa akataka kuovertow mungu but then he realized hapa hawezani and one thing maybe i can make clear tukamalizia is that uh, the devil and god are not equals they are not op- equal op- opposing op- forces it's not a 50-50 thing okay as many people try to uh, to show it's a seriously the devil is seriously overwhelmed like he cannot do anything it's only that when he was cast down he was cast down on this earth and he was you know given this earth to establish his kingdom that's why jesus had to come now that's another whole teaching on itself about uh, the devil and about his works there's a teaching called demonology though it doesn't cover a lot about uh, the kingdom of darkness and all that it covers the operations of demons do they exist are they real are they not real so there's all those teachings all those lessons that i can recommend uh, some authors you go and read them you go and check them okay so our time in maisha i think uh, i have only like 5 minutes moses you have a question man i'm gonna ask No, it's not a question uh, just okay. to to commend you for for the delivery of this one today i think um your slides and and the the bullets yeah. and everything you with every just round of uh, yeah. boxing you just were throwing the punches very well and i think the the points yeah. hit um hit on very well um There, there was also a comment by Seraphine. Uh, I, 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 and I like perceive the way you've said um, thinking like that, like the initial thought that um, I had propagated, is to risk blasphemy and is is quite uh, a sinful path uh, in itself. Um, that said, uh, I, I, I also have my theories about um, what. Um, what what the essence of the entire release from prison is all about but then maybe that we can also cover better in a different uh in a different um teaching altogether so yeah okay okay so the slides worked so let's unmute sasa you can unmute you can turn on your videos at least tuonane before to achana asia ujajibu swali yangu okay the body of christ Now this is what happens there will be a lot of pain when the rewards are being given that's what i meant and what i say is people will cry when they see what they have missed for example you are meant to become the best accountant in the world but then you went out and became something else that you are not meant to be and that is what is written in the books zenye tumesoma in revelation chapter 20 where it says books will be opened and the book of life will be opened and every man will be rewarded according to their works so you were meant to do something maybe you were meant to be to own 
the greatest uh, advertising firm in the nation, but you played, uh, you didn't pursue your greatness, so you never achieved it. So at your rewards, at, this, at the reward in judgment, you are not given the full reward, but you can see the full reward. You can see what you were meant to be given. Then another person comes and they were meant to receive the same reward as you, and they did exceptionally well in their area of living, that the places you failed, they succeeded. The places you were afraid, they were bold and they did what they were supposed to do. And eventually you go and receive a small reward. And then the other portion of your reward that was, you were supposed to be given is given to this person who gave his best, who did everything he could to receive, uh, to bring glory to God, okay? That would be a painful moment for many people. Because this is what I was meant to become. This is what I was supposed to receive, but this is what I became. I was meant to become a president, but I only became an accountant, or I only became a, a lawyer, or I only managed to become a baba, a baba, okay? But your destiny, your greatness, it was written for you to become president but you are afraid of politics, you are afraid of the devil, you are afraid of everything, so you just, you are comfortable in your zone. So the only reward you can receive is the, is, is the reward of how you worked where you are, but then you receive the great reward of being a president. Maybe you are meant to be a barber, yes, but the best barber in the nation, okay? Like you have own barber shops, you own, you do your thing, bring your glory to God, and when you get to heaven, you get rewards. That is what I was saying there will be a lot of pain, okay? But Paul is teaching and saying that if one succeeds in the body of Christ, we have all succeeded. And that is the same teaching that will be taken there. That, and that's why uh, God will come and wipe people's tears after that. There will be some form of consolation, okay? When you look at that, uh, when we are talking about the, 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 the new heaven and the new earth, we look at that topic. And then after that, we will be able to now begin to cover systematically all these things. Okay? But that will happen. And, and people need, so we need to work for our rewards, but we also need to ask God to guide us that we will not experience the pain or that feeling of loss the feeling of loss that I have lost this while I could have gotten it. So I, I, my desire is to rejoice when you receive yours, to rejoice when someone else receives theirs, okay? And also to rejoice when I receive what I receive, but I don't want to receive what I will receive. I want to receive what is meant for me and if possible beyond that. Amen? That is, that Amen. is the... The, yes, that is the whole concept. All right. To Kosawa. Now, uh, we have two minutes. Two minutes. You can now unmute. And as I pray for you, our Heavenly Father, we come before you this evening and we thank you for the wonderful time that you've given us. We bless your name, Lord, and we ask that you be with us, that, Lord, even as we anticipate the judgment of your, the judgment of your that we will walk in, that we will walk in wisdom, 
but we can just number our days that we may apply wisdom we ask you to be with us we ask you to be with us and we need to guide Amen. 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 If you are there, you can join me. You can, there, you can send, send your prayer request. But I'll be doing it for 30 minutes. 30 minutes. 30 minutes. Pure prayer. prayer. Pure prayer. We come in. We pray. We come in. We pray. Just pray. We go sharing. Then we will also be starting a 40-day fasting. Starting a 40-day fasting. On 3rd of March. Sorry, 3rd of March. Sorry, 3rd of March. So you can also join me in you that. Also join I'll give you more details next week on Friday in regards to the fast. And I'll also make announcements. I'll also make announcements. So in the weekdays, I'm going to start prayers. I'm going to start prayers. Most likely for Monday. Most likely for Monday. I'll communicate the time. You can join me. Just join have that moment of prayer. If you have prayer requests, send them in. Send them in. And I'm gonna be praying for gonna be praying for Amen. All right. So our time is up. So our time is up. But if you're sana, 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 thank you for staying up for this. Thank you. Amen. Crazy sun. Have a wonderful night, everyone. Have a wonderful night, everyone. Natakuzima stima. Natakuzima stima. Natakuzima. Natakuzima.